Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one. Hope you enjoyed the message that we preached to you about being activated last, uh, last Sunday. Powerful word, touched people, so I was told. And uh, very grateful for uh, being with you. was here Wednesday. Very grateful for being here with you today. I want to talk about and preach to you a message on the blessing of God. The blessing of God. I'm going to give it to you in three simple ways. This message broke, broke it up in three very simple ways. One, what is the blessing of God? Like, what's a definition of what that is? Two, why would God bless you? What is the purpose of God's blessing? Three, how does it proliferate, proliferate your family? How does it permeate our culture? One, what is the blessing of God? Two, why does God bless you? How does that work? And three, how does it, how does it permeate the culture and permeate your life and permeate your family, permeate your marriage? How do you get the blessing out of some obscure thing actually into working for you day in, day out, how to walk in the blessing of God? Father, we come before you and we know from your word that the curse is real. And it goes down to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate you. And we know that if we love you, we'll obey your word. And so we stand here knowing that for those that love you, the blessing will be upon even a thousand generations. So move in power in Jesus' name. Amen. The power of the blessing will change your life. The blessing of God in your life. Now, blessing in Hebrew means to kneel and to receive. Blessing, by definition, is strength, honor, endowment with power in the midst of our abject need. So when God blesses us, it's, it's, beyond your, it's beyond your intellect, it's beyond your giftings, it's beyond your talent. It's something that's far beyond that, the blessing of God. You can't live in this world for God and not walk in his blessing. I mean, that's not God's plan anyway. You can't live far beneath the blessing of God, but God wants you to walk in his blessing. He wants you to walk in strength. He wants you to walk in, in power. He wants to, you to walk with endowment. In other words, that when people look at you, they'll be like, snack. What you got? That you, obviously you have something that, that says, I got it. Does anybody remember that song back in old time? Pentecost, I got it, I got it. Am I the only one that remembers that? <laughs> got it in my hands. I got it in my feet. I got it in my walk. I got it in my talk. I got it, I got it. <laughs> okay, I'm the only one that remembers that. The blessing of God. When you look in scripture, one of the most profound stories of blessing comes from the life of Jacob and Esau. In Genesis 27, you can read the story and I'll encourage you to do that. But Jacob, first of all, Rachel has two twins in her womb and the Lord speaks to her and says, I'm going to put my blessing on Jacob. And I'm paraphrasing and simplifying. And these two nations war within her womb. And so the babies are born. 
Esau is born first, but Jacob holds on to his heel when he's coming out. Did anybody have a brother or a sister? You got any siblings that have grabbed your heel a couple times? And there's this tension in their life as they grow up. Esau was a hunter and Jacob was a man of the tents that was raised in the tents, which is a picture of being schooled in the word. He was, he was educated and not, the, not, not that hunters aren't educated, but you understand what I'm saying. Esau was a tremendous hunter and his father loved Esau. They had a very dysfunctional family. And so Jacob deceived his brother a number of times, one to get the birthright. Even though it was promised to him by the Lord, he manipulated and tried to grasp it with his own flesh, with his own hands. And so Esau coming back was starving, or so he thought, and he sold his birthright for a bowl of lentils. And as the story goes on, the father is dying. Jacob, pardon me. Yes, I got it right? Isaac, the father, thanks. Just making sure you're paying attention, Minister Barry. Isaac and Jacob, it's the same person. It gets a name change. Wait, no, that's all right. Esau, okay, yeah, thanks. I'm, I'm confusing myself. I'm okay. All right, yeah, I'm good. That wasn't tongues. I just, like, you know, I just rolled my R's. Okay. So Isaac... Right. Thanks. His father's dying. And <laughs> and Jacob is going to get the blessing. This, when you're in the firstborn, the blessing would come from the father, and it was a big deal. And if, and, and if you got that, oh, you got it. Esau's out hunting, and Jacob, the deceiver, who's later called Israel, thanks. Because it started with an I. That's what it was. Both of them. Amen. I'm, I'm okay now. So he goes to get the blessing. Now Isaac is blind, basically. And so he deceives his father to get him to think that he's Esau. And he does that by putting his mama helped him. How many know he's a mama's boy? His mama helped him by putting sheepskin on his arms so that when his father went to see him, he would feel his arms and feel the sheepskin and know it was Esau. You know Esau was one hairy dude. A lot of hair. So much hair that sheepskin represented the hair on his arms. He wouldn't need to wear a sweater in the winter because he had it just on, he had it, he had it on like that. And so... Don't say that. And so he receives a blessing. When Esau comes back, he's like, bless me, Father, bless me. No, it's too late. And we don't really understand that in our culture. Basically, Esau wants to kill his brother, and his brother runs for his life. And if you study his life, you see the blessing of God upon him, but you also see he reaps what he sowed through Laban and so on and so forth. And there comes this moment where he's at the, 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 this fjord, called Jabok. And he's at this place where Esau is now coming. This is many years later with 300 men to kill Jacob because he hates him and he wants to kill him. So he comes and it says that Jacob wrestled with an angel. 
until daybreak. It's called a theophany, a visible manifestation of God in the Old Testament. Jesus wrestled with Jesus. And he said, I won't let you go until you, you tell me your name. And basically, until you bless me, I'm not going to let you go. He understood about the blessing. And the angel of the Lord, the theophany, Jesus really, touched him in his hip and changed his name from Jacob, which means deceiver or usurper, to Israel, which means prince with God. Wow. Name change. He walks away from that having the blessing of God, but a limp. And it's a beautiful picture for us in the, in the New Testament now that God will bless you in the midst of your great need. We desperately need the blessing of God. Jacob desperately needed the blessing of God. You desperately need the blessing of God, the power of God, the strength of God, the favor, the favor of God. We need the blessing of God. Raise your right hand and say, God, I need your blessing. Really pretty amazing. How does it work? Well, principally speaking, the blessing of God, concentrate now. The blessing of God is connected to or bound to the power of God's word. The blessing of God is connected to the word of God. If you look in, in Luke chapter 1, there's this little girl, a young girl, who found favor in the sight of God. An angel comes and says, Mary, you found favor. You'll be endued with power. The power of the Almighty will overshadow you and you'll become pregnant with the Messiah. And he says in those verses that none of God's words fail. Amazing. I want you to say that. None of God's words fail. And she's like, how can that be? Well, you'll be overshadowed. It's like, I don't really understand that. By the way, there's no more Marys. Amen. In 2 Peter chapter 3, do you understand what I'm saying? There's no more, you can't, yeah, no, the Lord. No, no, that's not how that works anymore. There's only one of those. 2 Peter 3, 5, it says, but they deliberately forget long ago, by God's word, the heavens came into being. How did the heavens come into being? The heavens came into being by God's word. And the earth was formed out of, out of water and by water. Everything you see has been created by God's word. Every single thing. We have light right now because God said, let there be light. God what? God, God said, let there be light. And, and Jacob then changed to uh, Israel, was so blessed by God that when he came to Pharaoh, the strongest nation in all the world, it says that he blessed Pharaoh. And that's more than just, oh, I bless you. It's coming with goods and provision and the blessing of God. It was a big deal. We skip right over that. But to understand the blessing of God is powerful. Amen. Powerful. Now, I've read some neurological studies recently. And uh, in connection to the blessing of God. They have proven this. That... In your mind, there's, there's synapses and neurology. There's grooves in your mind. That PTSD, they found that soldiers that experience tremendous violence, if they can get that soldier to repattern their neurology, bio-neurology, to repattern their thinking, then they can break free from the bondage of PTSD. But you can experience so much trauma, so much upset, that literally you're misfiring all the time and you hear this explosion and you're, you just go into visions that sets off memories. And, and, and we've had people set free here. 
And one of the ways they do that is they take that soldier and then just try to find any good thought. Just try to find anything. Can you think of anything that makes, that makes you happy or good? And the guy says, yeah, a flower. I saw a flower. Okay, let's talk about that for a second. And what they do is they try to find just one good, pure, holy, this is scripture now, one good, pure, holy, noble, admirable, praiseworthy thought and begin to think on that. And what it does is it begins to repattern their thinking. The Bible says in, in, uh, in the book of uh, Romans, which also starts with an R, Chapter 12, Pastor. Don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So your thought life, the way that you think, your emotions, your, your soul, there's, there's, will fire. How many of you know what I'm talking about? When you see something, all of a sudden, I mean, I, I've had experiences where it brought back a familiar taste or something happened and you're like, oh, that reminds me of something else. Yeah. Yeah. It just happened. Yeah. It just happened. It happened yesterday. Yeah. So uh, this is going to share a little bit of my testimony. Sorry, mom, but just a little bit. Freaks some people out. I won't go too deep because you might leave the church. <laughs> anyway, if it upsets you, take it up with Jesus. The blood of Jesus works. So if you're going to judge me, it's actually the blood you're judging. Hey. I saw a lighter on my kitchen table, but it wasn't just any lighter. It was a Bic lighter, old school Bic lighter. And I won't ask you to raise your hand. When I saw the lighter, I said, what is that doing here? Because I haven't seen one. I actually haven't seen one in a while. You know, I've seen these little trigger things that, that are totally lame and never make a big enough flame. I could use a blowtorch, for God's sake. That's like religion. That's like religion. Don't let it blow too hard because you'll lose your flame. How about... That's revival. It's religion and revival. A little, little, little illustration. So I see the lighter. I'm like, how did that get here? And, and, and Pastor Karen gave me some good excuse. I don't know. It was from the lighting candles and blah, blah, blah. Came to blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I remember what you said because it doesn't really matter. I, I listened most of the time, but I wasn't listening that good right there. Okay. <laughs> so, don't laugh too hard. Settle down. What is that? Third row. Take it easy. So I get the lighter and I'm like, oh. And I lit it. Now, when I lit it, I, yeah, I'm not going to tell my old testimony. But I was going to say, when I lit that, I didn't like that. I didn't like it, man. I mean, like, didn't like it, didn't like it, hated it. Like, I, I was like, Duh. it just stirred a, like, like a, a righteous indignation thing in me. And I thought, oh, you're going to die. I mean, some of you think this is crazy, but my neurology has, my, my, my neurons have changed. But it reminded me of an old path 20, 25 years ago. I said, oh, this thing's toast. I took that lighter. I went outside. Pastor Ken's like, what you doing? I went and I grabbed my gun. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm for real. Oh, yeah. I grabbed my gun. I went outside. I put it up on a piece of wood. I said, I'm going to kill it. Why? Because it just reminded me of, of something I don't, uh-uh. 
No, 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 no. Because anything that ever wants to try to tap that thing, I'm going to kill it. I've been killing stuff like that for a long time. Some of you don't walk in the blessing because you tolerate all these old patterns in your thinking. God wants to set you free. He wants to put his blessing on you and you need to reprogram your thinking. You need to get out your stinking thinking and begin to think. Come on, a man as he thinks in his heart, so he is. If you think of yourself as a loser, well, you're going to act like one. The blessing of God, they found that if you walk in God's blessing, it's tied to his word. So you get his word deep down in you and you begin to think it and meditate on it day and night and you will be prosperous wherever you go. That's, that's Joshua 1.8. They found this also, that for every negative word, it takes five words of affirmation to turn around the impact of one negative word. And some of you curse yourself every day of the week. Well, if you were just thinner. Well, if you just had a different note. There's all kinds of people that get just so many facelifts and Botox. And Did you see that one lady broke into a Botox clinic? <laughs> Listen, I mean, there she is, like in heels with her Mercedes running out front. No, because normal people don't get Botox. And it's like... It's a whole culture of like Botoxians. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> She's got her Mercedes parked out front. She breaks in. Listen, no matter how many times you try to change your face, you're still the same person. You could change your hair color. Some of you forgot what your original hair color is. You have to change the inside of you. I said you have to change the inside of you. I said you have to change the inside of you. You have to reprogram your thinking. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed, 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 blessed. Woo! And it's tied to God's word. Jesus, when the, the word of God became flesh, that's Jesus. And when you tie God's word, the, the blessing of God, the power of God is tied to his word. The spirit activating it all. Come on, raise your hand again and say, God, I need the blessing. They've also found this, that the, the degree of respect, listen closely now, the degree of respect that you have for the person that's speaking over you has a greater impact of those words than those that you don't respect which is no shocker to me. I've met people that don't like me. You can pound sand for all I care. I don't care what you think. <laughs> I do care what you think. You know, we all want to be appreciated. We all want to be encouraged. But if you'll put God's word in its rightful place, there is no higher word. And then when God's word is spoken to you, and you begin to believe that, it, it, it changes you. You've got to speak God's blessing over you. It's tied to the word. Some of you curse yourself every single day. Well, it's probably not going to happen for me. I'm like, you're probably right. That's not God's plan. God's plan for you is to be the head, not the tail. When you begin to speak God's word over your life, it transforms you. It transforms your thinking. I used to stand in front of a mirror and look myself in my baby blues 
and tell myself who I was in God. I had scriptures all around the mirror, identity in Christ. There's, there's, there's hundreds of them. My identity, who he says I am. Because who he says I am, that is who I am. Not the sum total of my education or the lack thereof. Not how I look or how I feel, for sure. I am who he says I am. I am a man of God. I am seated with Christ in heavenly places. I am the head, not the tail. I'm the lender, not the borrower. I've got favor. The good work that God began on the inside of me, he will complete it. Do you know that John G. Lake used to look at, how many of you know who John G. Lake is? One of the great revivalists in history. Powerfully used. Planted like 550 churches in Africa. No internet. No, no web page. No, no Snapchat. No Facebook. No Instagram. None of that. Had none of that. Had no phones. They had nothing. He would like he wore this leather loincloth and just walked around in the power of God. That's probably not 100% accurate, but I mean, get the picture. <laughs> 550 churches in five years. Five years, no phones, no internet, no email. How do you do that? By the power of God. And he would stand in front of a mirror, put a suit on, and he would say things like, there's a God man inside that suit, and everywhere I go, God goes. That is a biblically accurate statement. He convinced himself that when he showed up, the atmosphere changed. He convinced himself by God's word, not by some puffing yourself. Look, I'm all into, I think positive thinking's great. You can think the ice is thick and it's thin. Get out on it and think as positive as you want. You're going to drown and freeze to death. But when you stand on God's word, it's more than just a positive thought. It's truth. It's not, it's, it's not one of many truths. It is the truth. It's the way. It's the life. And so when you get that in you and you begin to speak it, your very behavior will change. The blessing of God is tied to God's word. So you can say, I'm that in the ditty and live like an idiot. Because on the inside of you, you don't believe it. I, I love scriptures like the, the, the good work that he began on the inside of me, he will complete to the day of Christ Jesus. I encourage myself with that. I encourage myself with many scriptures like the greater one lives on the inside of me. I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth, King James, me. Amen. Talking about the blessing of God. Talking about the blessing of God. Some of you have never had one word of blessing spoken over you. Perhaps we'll do the same thing at the end of this service, which is soon coming. We invited people who have never had anybody bless them. And if you've never had anybody bless you, then you probably have what I would call as an orphan spirit. You have a spirit of rejection because you were made for God's blessing. God, God created you and called you and knit you together before you in your mother's womb, whether they said they wanted you or not. God, has, God wants you. And he speaks life over you. And as a, as a man of God, as a woman of God, as a child of God, you line your thought life up with the blessing of what God says about you and you believe it and it will change you. It'll break off insecurity. It'll fill you full of fire. It'll fill you full of confidence and boldness and favor. And the blessing of God, please listen, the blessing is tied to his word. And if you never connect with his word and make it yours, then you won't walk in the blessing. So I don't like that. Yeah, I know. I wish we could just, you know, have somebody pour right in tied the top of our head and wee 
we just got it, but that's not how it works. You have to reprogram your mind. You have to reprogram your thinking. You have to not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. Metamorpho is a Greek word. Be transformed. Like a worm or a caterpillar to a butterfly. That's transformation. Metamorphosis. That's the word. Greek word. Metamorpho. You see, if you'll learn to live God's word, declare God's word, speak God's word, then you'll be transformed. Metamorpho. You'll go through metamorphosis from somebody who's just a regular person who God loves to somebody who can walk in supernatural power and favor, walk in the blessing. Come on, raise your right hand and say, I'm blessed. blessed. And that orphan spirit, you need to to break that. If you've never had somebody speak blessing over you, well, you're in the right place. I say to my daughter that if she was, and I say to my son also, but mostly to my daughter, it's a thing that I did with Hannah so many years ago. And I would tell her, sweetheart, if you were the only, if I could only have one little girl in all the world, just one, and you line up all the girls in all the world, and just one could be my daughter, I would pick you. And she goes, oh, daddy. That's what she used to do. And now she's like, I know. Your kids, you need to speak over. You need blessing over your kids. You need to speak blessing over your spouse. It, it impacts you. Did I hear a snort somewhere over there? I heard that. I heard that. So my beautiful wife. I mean, some of you say stuff to your wife that's just, or your spouse, you know, your husband, your wife. They're like, do I look fat in this? Yeah, you're huge. You look really fat in that one. We have a marriage course, and you need to, like, go to that. Does this make me look fat? You're like, yes. Duh. Bad idea. Everybody say bad idea. Yes. Speak life. Speak life over your spouse. And so when I, when I look at my, my beautiful wife, and I do think you're beautiful. And you look beautiful today. I'm so glad I'm married to you. You're amazing. See, the thing is, I'm not acting, actually. I... You're amazing. You, you're just amazing. I don't know. You just do so much. I'm so grateful for you. And you look good, too. Hey! Why would I say that? Well, it's true. But you know what that does? She's blushing. Her, eyelid, her, her eyelashes are like... You want to show everybody? Why, it, it brings life. Speak blessing. Listen, this week, and I'm going to move on to the next message, the next point. This week, speak life over somebody. Go affirm somebody. Man, your hair looks good, brother. Hallelujah. Speak life. Bring affirmation. Tell your kids how grateful you are. Some of you always heard, well, you just, can't you be like your sister? you just like your mother's side of the family. Somebody said to me once long ago before I was sanctified. They said, you know what, dude, you're fat. I said, yeah, but you're ugly and I can lose weight. (laughs) 
Like I said, I wasn't sanctified. So how does this blessing, it's connected to his word, so you need to speak the word. Watch this, and uh, could I have some keys, please? Deuteronomy 21.5. Listen to this. So the blessing is connected to his word. You need to believe the word, live the word. You need to speak the word. This is how it permeates your life and how it will permeate your family. By me speaking it? Yeah, by you speaking it, and you, which is the next, the next point after that is you living it, you acting on it. Right. Speaking. Deuteronomy 21.5. Listen to this. The Levitical priest shall step forward... For the Lord your God has chosen them to minister and to pronounce blessings. To what? Pronounce. That means speaking it out loud. Pronounce. Come on. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11. You overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb, by the word of your testimony. The word. The word of your testimony. There's a testimony that's not spoken, but it's talking about speaking your word. Speaking the testimony that you have actually releases power to overcome darkness. Look, turn to Numbers chapter 6 quickly. Are you getting anything? God wants you to walk in the blessing of God. The strength of God. The endowment of His power. The favor of God. In your, in your great need. That happens because the blessing is connected to His Word. And when you believe His Word and then you speak it, it begins to proliferate, proliferate your life. It begins to permeate your thinking. Permeate your family. Permeate your marriage. We would say things, I mean, we read it in a book, you know, it wasn't the Bible, but it's a good idea. I mean, we'd say things like, man, I'm so glad to be a part of my family. We taught ourselves to say stuff even when we weren't even feeling like it was true. So glad to be a part of this family. We'd just say it in our truck as we're driving, all the kids, and yeah, I'm glad to be a part of the family. So, you know, now I'm, I'm glad to be a part of the family. I would tell my son, I would tell my son, you're a prince. And I'd make him say, you're a world changer. And as he grew up with some folks that didn't hear that, you know, here and there around, around you know, the campus and up at youth group, children's, children's church. He'd say, I'm a prince. And they'd be like, no, you're not. Yeah, I am. I'm a prince. I'm the pastor's son. Now give me all the candy. <laughs> Number six. Turn there, please. I'd say it to my daughter. Speak blessing. Number six. Watch this. Verse 22. This is something my great-grandfather prayed over his family. My, my, uh, my mother's grandfather. So it's my great-great-grandfather. Am I got that right, Mom? So Reginald McCall is not my great-great. He's three greats or two greats? Let me see. Great-great. So he's my grandfather's father, my great-great-grandfather. I got it right. And he would speak this blessing. And it's found number six. Watch this, verse 22. And the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Everybody read this out loud. This is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them. Do what? Say to them. Do what? Say to them. The power of your words. That's why I've got you reaching your hands towards the building when you're going by. Hey! 
say it's done with shouts of grace, grace. I'm blessed in the city. I bless my wife. I bless my children. They're world changers. Going to be right on point. Never going to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Going to choose godly relationships that will encourage you to be steadfast in the Lord. Going to fulfill the dreams and the hope and the vision and the purpose for which you're in the earth. How does it roll off your mouth that fast? I've been saying it for his entire life. What do you say to your kids? What do you say about your church? What do you say about your wife? What do you say about your money? What do you say about, what do you say about your emotions? What do you say about the situation you're in? Oh, this is impossible. I can't do this. Do you like that? Brother Toby taught me that. Watch this. That's not true. Say to them, the Lord bless you. This will sound familiar. You know why? Because I do it every single service. Why would I do it every single service? Because it's got power to change your life. Start speaking to dead stuff to wake up and, 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 and come alive. Start speaking to your physical body to be healed and walk in wholeness. Start speaking to your money. Start speaking to circumstances. Come on, prophesy over your mother-in-law even though you can't stand her. Ask God to change your heart and speak life. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Does this sound familiar? It's the high priestly blessing that I use every, every, every service because there's blessings and there's curses. God wants you to walk in the blessing. It's up to you. He's not going to come and die on a cross again. You have to choose him, repent of your sin, then it's up to you to appropriate the power of God in your life. I'm just going to say, because it's bragging on the Lord. Goodness and mercy follow me every single where I go. When I'm on airplanes, I get upgraded. If there's extra meals, I get them. If they have an extra chocolate bar, they stop by to see if I would like it. I constantly get the extra. I get that can instead of just to drink. I, I, does anybody know what I'm talking about? I get, I'm, I'm, like, I'm not surprised when I find the best parking, when I get upgraded at, uh, at you know, the rental car place. Oh, would you like an upgrade? Yes, I'd like the Mustang, please. That doesn't always happen, but I get upgrades a lot. I've got favor. Come on, say, I got favor. Say, why is that? Because I'm blessed. Why is that? Because I've connected with the truth of God's word. And so I endeavor and believe that where I go, that people will see me and say, what do you got? What's going on with you? Like, I got Jesus. I came out of my house after preparing this message and I went to get in my truck and it was way colder than I thought. It's a diesel, so it had been running for about 10 minutes and it needed another 10 at least. So I get in my car and there's an opera, some classical music that's playing. Okay, I love classical music, but I didn't put it on the classical station, but I found out that it was Pastor Karen. Little did she know that right at that time when I'd be getting in and I'm asking the Lord a number of things, God, what about the timing of this stuff? God, our building, all the different things you're doing. God, Seattle. I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping my arms around Seattle in the spirit. I just want you to know that. So what are you going to do? I don't know. 
I'm wrapping my arms around Anchorage. Um, there's, there's some sort of apostolic thing that got on me. I don't know what happened. I, I don't know what happened, but I, I'm excited about it. I see leaders rising. I, it, the blessing of God is upon us. The only reason we're not more full is you can't get any more full than this. New building's coming soon, very soon. I get in the car. I'm asking about timing. And this guy is singing this incredible symphony with this opera uh, in the midst of it. I... I, I I found out later the name of the piece is The Apostles. Okay, so I open it. As soon as I hear the music, the presence of God falls on me. I'm like, oh, God, I love you. You're crazy. Oh, I love your presence, God. And I got in. I'm just excited to preach. Couldn't hardly wait to come to do Super Sunday. 75 churches services in a row. <laughs> I got in the truck, and I can't see anything, and it's blowing cold air, so I got to sit there, and I listen to this this peace. And this guy says, you know, it's not for you to know the seasons. It's way better than that though. <laughs> but you will be endued with power. And I mean, it's a, a piece written in 1903. I have to go find it. It's some incredible piece from 1903. And it says, you'll be endued with power. And I was pinned to my seat weeping and laughing all at the same time going, God, you're amazing. How do you time things to tell me what you're doing? And I don't need to be worried. And I wasn't worried already. I wasn't worried already. It just was like, it wasn't like, oh yeah, I went out back with my gun. I shot it. It's a very biblical thing to do. I'm like, oh no, you're not, but you're not awakening some old or <laughs> Hallelujah. That's the, going back to the story about the lighter. I didn't finish it. Thank you so much. When you say what God said, listen to me. When you say what God says about you, when you say what God says about you, it changes everything. That's a good tweet right there. What you say that God says about you changes you. Let me say it this way. You can't afford to have a thought in your head that God doesn't have towards you. Any thought in your head that's not from the Lord, you need to get rid of it. Almost done. Hebrews 6, verse 1 and 2. Another way to receive blessing is through the laying on of hands. I was talking to a, a pastor recently. He says, yeah, we don't do that. We don't do that. We, that happens, you know, in back rooms. And, but we don't do that because we don't want people to feel uncomfortable. I had somebody ask me, man, you guys are kind of a touchy church over there. I wanted to touch him in a special way right there. Five-fold ministry. Put the scripture up if you can. Hebrews 6, 1 and 2. Elementary school. Addition. I'm just kidding. Sort of. Amen. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection. 
not laying again the foundation of repentance. So, so he's talking about elementary principles. Ele- everybody say elementary. Okay, elementary school. I don't really remember it, but addition and subtraction and some other things are in there. That. Amen. <laughs> elementary principles of Christ. Let us go on. In other words, these are elementary things he's about to tell us. Not laying again the foundation of repentance. That's elementary. Repentance is simple. It's elementary school. From dead works and faith towards God. Number two, next verse. And the doctrine of baptisms. Baptisms is elementary, getting baptized. Of the laying on of hands, of the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. These are elementary things. And yet the laying on of hands doesn't even happen in most places. Why is that? I don't know. I think it's secular humanism that moved in and they don't want to seem weird. Listen, you're weird already. And I, and I, I think that people would be more concerned about going home not blessed, going home not walking in power, going home unhealed than lay hands up. That's one of the reasons I think I don't have hair today. I had so much hands laid on me. And let me say this. In this house, I have, I, I need to say that housekeeping thing. In this house, not everybody can lay hands on you. You say, can I lay hands on me? If you have to ask a question, then you're not, you're, you are not able to. You have to go through a process because I don't know where your hands have been. Thank you, Minister Barry. I got one amen on the front row. There's a, there's a process of leadership. You say, well, I, I lay hands on people all the time and pray for them. Well, I'm glad, but in here, I've got rules because I want to know what your, what your doctrine is. I want to I know what you believe. I want to know if you're living right. And so I want you, I want, I'm, the team is growing. The team is huge and it's expanding and we need more and more and more people, but we need to, come on, sick disciples make sick disciples. So if you're just running around laying hands on people around here, you're going to get stopped. Why is that? Like I said, I don't know where your hands have been. Smile at me. Look at your neighbor and say, he's not talking to me. I think maybe he's talking to you. Go ahead and tell him. Please go through our process. Go to the Discover Track. From the Discover Track, go through these processes. You say, I've been a leader in another church for years. All right, great. Well, how about submission to authority? Can you work on that one? You work on that one. Amen. I'm going to go encourage myself. I'll be right back. Amen, Pastor. Woo! Yay! Glory to God. So we've got patterns. God wants you to walk in blessing. The blessing of God is upon this place. And He wants you to walk in blessing. Laying on of hands is one of the ways that God releases a blessing. And the last thing, and I'll close with this, is that you see in the Old Testament when they went into the Promised Land, they walked between two mountain peaks with the priests on either side. Mount Abal and Mount Gerizim. And one side, they yelled the curses, and at the other side, they yelled the blessings. Proclaimed, I should say, the curses, and proclaimed the blessing of God over God's people. And if you were to go to Deuteronomy 28 right now, which I have wept through, because all of those promises are yours in Christ, every single one of them. Some of you don't walk in those because you don't know it, and you don't declare it, you don't proclaim it, you don't believe it, you don't act on it. And that's the last thing. You want the blessing of God. It's connected to his word, strength, power, authority, favor, blessing. The blessing of God is upon our life. Why? Because he wants it to change your family, change your town, change your state, change the nation. How does that happen? By you connecting with God's word, speaking it, having hands laid on you. Amen. (laughs) And taking action. Everybody say take action. Uh, You can tie. That's good. You go home and kick the dog and curse your wife. You're not going to have the blessing of God. 
Isn't that right, Pastor Karen? Did you get something from the Lord? I'm done. Good. Wonderful. One more thing. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. One more thing. Would you stand up on your feet all across this place? If you've never given you two more things. If you've never given your heart to Jesus, you want to give your heart to Christ for the first time or make a recommitment to him all across this place. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You say, that's me. I want to get right with God. That's you. You want to give your heart to Jesus first time or make a recommitment or you just want to be assured of your salvation. You say, that's me. I want to receive Jesus. You want your sins forgiven. You want heaven to be your home. On the count of three, if that's you, slip your hand up. One, two, three. God bless you. God bless you. My, my, my. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All the way on this side. I see that hand. I see that hand over on this left side of the church. Anybody raise your hand high, unashamed, want to get right with God. You used to serve God. Now you're not. Amen. Awesome. I see that hand. All right. I want you to pray this prayer right out loud. There'll be others praying with you. Come on. You affirm your faith, church. Pray, pray with me right out loud. Say, dear heavenly father, Right out loud. Why out loud? Because it's with your, your heart that you believe and your mouth that you confess unto salvation. Again, speaking it. Speaking it. Ready? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die in my place and to rise again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin and come into my life. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me and cleanse me. Make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Let me pray for you. Holy Spirit, I pray you fill, touch, break every chain, break every bondage. Baptize these with your precious Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Last thing, and I'll close. If you have never had somebody speak blessing over you, you didn't hear it from your father, you didn't hear it from your mother, you didn't hear it from teachers, maybe. You just can't recall when somebody spoke a blessing and said they were thankful for you that you're alive. This never happened for you? I want to change that right now. You say, well, that's me, Pastor. If you would, step out from where you are. Just meet me right here. It'll be the last thing we do before I close in formal blessing. You've never had anybody bless you, and you want that. You want the blessing. Wonderful. Just come stand right here. Thankful you're here. Come on, come. Praise God. Wonderful. Anybody else? Come. Come on. You've never had anybody bless you. Just come line up right across the front here. There's an orphan spirit that wants to try to come on people to keep you constantly on the outside. Yeah, there's plenty of room, y'all. Just come, line up shoulder to shoulder. God's going to touch you. He's touching you right now. Maybe you heard things when you were a kid that, you know, your father, your mother said, the children are to be seen and not heard. They called you stupid or ugly or Maybe you grew up with all of these names attached to you. You need to be set free from those things. I want my staff, pastors, ministers, please come in front of one of these and start speaking life over them. Come on, Minister Micah, Chanel, you come and help us. Hergalots, just jump in, please. They'll be all right. Jump in. Come on, just speak life. 
Marita, come and help us. Father, in Jesus' name, we speak life over these. We speak the blessing. Even as you gave me that simple truth about my daughter and, and my son, the Lord says, if there was just one that he could pick, lining up all of those in the earth, he would pick you. You're the apple of his eye. And he blesses you and he accepts you in Christ today. Holy Spirit, Lord, heal every wound. Break off rejection. We speak blessing. Blessing. I love you, my daughter. I love you, my son. I love you. I've chosen you. I've selected you. John 15, and appointed you to bear forth fruit and fruit that remains. I pray healing in every single broken heart. I reject and cancel an orphan spirit and speak over these. A spirit of adoption now and healing, acceptance. Heal them on the very the very deepest levels, I pray, that no longer will they feel alone in the midst of a crowd. No longer will they feel shut out because you have accepted them in the beloved by the love of God, by the blood of Jesus. Cleanse them from their sin. Thank you. We bless them now. Come on, lift your hands. The last thing we'll do, we lift your hands. Father, I bless your people. I bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon each and every one. Lift up your countenance towards them, God. Be gracious to them. Keep them and give them peace in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We'll hope to see you tonight, 6 o'clock. And don't forget, God's on the throne. The devil's been defeated. We love you. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.